It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday, the 8th of August. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Cara Bentley. A ceasefire is called between Israel and Gaza. The enemy aimed to break Islamic Jihad, but we didn't break. And Cuba asks for help to tame a fire at an oil tanker base. It's a major fire in a super tanker fuel base and it isn't easy to control. The Times Daily World Briefing. We start in Israel, where a ceasefire has come into effect between Israel and Gaza following three days of violence which has left at least 43 people dead. The Palestinian Islamic Jihad group said the truce began at 11.30 in the evening in local time, after talks moderated by Egypt. This latest violence is the most serious seen between Israel and Gaza since the 11-day conflict in May last year. Aryeh Kovier, writer and political analyst based in Jerusalem, has told Times Radio that Hamas stayed out of the latest conflict. On the Israeli side, there seem to be no severe casualties at all. Um, And critically, Hamas has stayed out of the conflict. Hamas has a larger rocket array than Islamic Jihad. Um, It runs Gaza, um, and its choice to enter this round would have severely escalated things. On the flip side, its decision to sit on the sidelines has allowed this hopefully rapid de-escalation. Israeli military said it began this latest attack on the Gaza Strip in response to threats from a militant group. Forces had arrested a senior Palestinian Islamic Jihad member a few days earlier. Gareth Brown is the AFP's correspondent in Ramallah and has been speaking to Times Radio. Uh, and that was a worry that if Hamas you know, got drawn into the conflict in the last few days, it could have been far, far bigger. Uh, the damage would have been greater. You know, we could have had many more rockets being fired at Israel. Mm. Uh, that didn't happen. So, so I guess you could you could you can see something of a, a wedge forming between the two. I mean, and I'm I'm sure there'll be elements within Hamas who are happy to see Islamic Jihad take a bit of a pounding the last few days. At a news conference in Tehran, the leader of Islamic Jihad, Ziad al nakala has said his group has only become more powerful. The enemy aimed to break Islamic Jihad, but we didn't break. On the contrary, we made an achievement and we forced the conditions that we started the battle for with the enemy. Simply, this is how simple the deal was, and the achievement is clear. The conflict began when Israel launched what it called preemptive strikes on Friday, anticipating what they believed would be an Islamic Jihad attack meant to avenge the arrest of the leader of the group, Bassam al-Sadi. 
in the occupied West Bank. In response to this preemptive strike, Islamic Jihad fired hundreds of rockets at Israel. Cuba has been trying to bring a fire under control and has had to ask for help from Mexico and Venezuela. Cuba's president, Miguel Díaz-Canal, has been speaking to the media. It's a major fire in a super tanker fuel base and it isn't easy to control. In Cuba, there are not all the means required and there is not all the technology. We're counting on technical advice, which is very important because it allows us to compare ourselves, to know what levels of knowledge, how up to date we are with the knowledge of people from these countries who've been involved in other types of events of this magnitude. And on the other hand, they brought technology, chemicals and supplies needed to control the fire. The fire is at its main oil storage centre and has killed one firefighter, injured more than 100 people and 24 people are in hospital. It started from a lightning strike on Friday which lit one of eight oil storage tanks at a port 60 miles from Havana and then caused another explosion from a second tank. On Sunday, 82 Mexicans and 35 Venezuelans joined the effort to stop the flames, bringing four plane loads of chemicals. It comes at a bad time, though, as Cuba is suffering fuel shortages and energy blackouts, which are causing small protests. On the way, a letter by John Lennon is up for auction and some good news for tigers. The Times Daily World Briefing. To the United States now, where on Sunday the Senate passed a $430 billion bill aimed at fighting climate change, lowering drug prices, and raising some corporate taxes. This is a major victory for President Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, who hope to maintain control of Congress come fall during the midterm elections. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the passage of this legislation meant a lot to him. Our bill reduces inflation, lowers costs, creates millions of manufacturing jobs, enhances our energy security, and is the boldest climate package in U.S. history. The Senate has now passed the most significant bill to fight the climate crisis ever. The world will be a better place for my grandchildren because of what we did today. The legislation, known as the Inflation Reduction Act, was approved by a 51-50 to party-line vote. After 27 hours of debate over the weekend, with Vice President Kamala Harris casting the tie-breaking ballot. The action will be sent to the House of Representatives for a vote expected on Friday. If passed, it will be forwarded to the White House for Biden's signature. Aimed at reducing carbon emissions and shifting consumers to green energy, the bill also tries to cut prescription drug costs for the elderly and tightens enforcement on taxes for corporations and the wealthy. The measure should pay for itself and reduce the federal deficit over time, leading Democrats to contend that it will help bring down inflation. Colombia has sworn in its first left-wing president. I will finally unite Colombia. We will unite between all of us, our beloved Colombia. We have to end the division that confronts us as a people. I do not want two countries, just as I do not want two societies. I want a strong, just and united Colombia. The challenges we face as a nation demand a period of unity and basic consensus. It is our responsibility. 
Gustavo Petrov, who was elected in June, was watched by 100,000 people in Bogota's main square on Sunday and many more on big screens across the country. Petrov used to be part of the armed guerrilla group M19, but has promised to reignite peace negotiations with rebels from the far-left group National Liberation Army and promised to implement a peace deal with the guerrilla group FARC. He's also called for a new international strategy to fight drug trafficking, saying America's attempt has failed his country. Es hora de una nueva convención internacional que acepte it's time for a new international convention that accepts that the war on drugs has failed. That it's left a million dead Latin Americans over 40 years. And that it leaves 70,000 North Americans dead by overdose each year. The war on drugs strengthened mafias and weakened states. The 62-year-old former senator also wants to fight hunger, have free public university education and reform pensions. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With Daniel Medvedev ending his losing streak, here's John Jackson. World number one tennis player Daniel Medvedev has ended his losing run in finals with a 7-5, 6-love win over Britain's Cameron Norrie. The Russian lifted the trophy in Los Cabos, Mexico over the weekend as he ramps up preparations for his US Open title defence. Medvedev came into the contest against last year's champion, ranked 12th in the world, having lost five straight finals dating back to last year's Paris Masters in November. Most of Medvedev's success over the years has come on hard courts, and he didn't lose a set during the week en route to his first title of the season. This year's US Open begins on the 29th of August at Flushing Meadows, New York. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A piece of John Lennon's original writing would be a valuable item to hold, especially if it contained information not meant for the public. A scathing letter penned by John Lennon meant for Paul McCartney is up for auction and is bidding in the five-figure range. In 1971, the Beatles singer-songwriter wrote a letter in response to an interview that McCartney did with the magazine Melody Maker. McCartney used the interview to share his thoughts on Lennon, Yoko Ono, and the Beatles' world-shaking split. However, details of the band's dissolution had not been truly resolved or addressed. The letter is still up for bidding, and the current bid for the auction lot, which has several bidders as of Sunday evening, is currently at 33,000, with 11 days before its conclusion. And finally, the world tiger population in Nepal is 40% higher compared to data from just 2015. This nearly tripled the number of tigers in the wild, according to results from the National Tiger and Prey Survey released last week. Since 2009, the population of tigers has increased by 190% due to the protection of key tiger habitats and corridors, partnerships with local communities, and to cracking down on poaching and illegal wildlife trade. The historic increase comes during the Year of the Tiger, according to the Chinese lunar symbol for 2022. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday, the 8th of August. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.